I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah, a different city every night. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And and indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. It's a live show. You can call into the beautiful studio here in Elk Grove Village at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. So let's get started uh, another week, uh, we uh, are a week further away from the election. We're a week uh, further into this world that is uh, that is COVID. And uh, hopefully everybody tuning in is staying safe, wearing a mask, washing your hands, uh, remaining socially distant because uh, continue to hear of cases. In fact, just prior to coming on the air, I uh, just heard of another case and uh, somebody else that's not well. Uh, this is real, my friends. This is very, very real. And with all of us, uh, certainly, uh, at least here in Chicago, uh, quite cold and uh, wanting to uh, wanting to stay inside, uh, I have to admit, many of us are getting lazy, uh, perhaps uh, being a little bit more lax. Now is not the time to be lax. Um, this is a pandemic, after all. But with the pandemic, there are smart ways that you continue to grow your business um, or organization. Um, as many of you know, I'm very passionate about the nonprofit space. So there are ways that you can grow your business or your organizations during a pandemic. So certainly there's no question that our businesses, the economy in general, has been changed by COVID-19. And some might say changed forever. There are certainly many things that have uh, that have pivoted. So at a time when many organizations are working remotely, operating at a limited uh, capacity or shut down completely, it may seem like there are few, if any, opportunities to achieve business or organizational growth. But despite those setbacks, there are ways, there are ways to make the most of the current circumstances and continue growing your organization during the COVID-19 pandemic. So what I want to do over the next few minutes is I want to talk about some of those methods and I want to talk about some of those ways that you can keep your sales coming in, keep your customers, your employees engaged, no matter where you or they are. And again, I want to emphasize that this is not just for small businesses, this is for big businesses. This is not just for business, this is for nonprofits. It really applies to everybody. The first tip that I want to share is being strategic about your digital marketing efforts. Although many digital marketing channels like blogs and email newsletters and social media are free or low cost, businesses that are trying to grow right now have to be strategic about the time and the resources that you're dedicating to those marketing efforts. So again, we're going to talk throughout this, uh, this week's program, we're going to talk about some of those tools that are available to you. But today, I want to talk about taking advantage of those tools in general 
and being strategic about your time as much as possible. Really, really important because while we might be working remotely, that doesn't mean that the business is going to continue flowing in. And it doesn't mean that your time is not, it isn't just as valuable as it was before. You have to be careful and resourceful with every dollar you invest in marketing. We don't have that luxury of trial and error. We have to execute every single time. And achieving awareness for a new non-essential brand in the middle of pandemic is extremely challenging. You have to work harder and ramp up quickly. I hear every week on Get Down to Business from our listeners that are telling me about startups, some of the most innovative strategies and solutions that I've ever heard of that are taking place right now during the pandemic. We've profiled so many of them on Get Down to Business. We've heard from businesses throughout the Chicagoland area and in fact around the country that have pivoted, whether it's around making face masks or even in the leather industry and clothing, all sorts of different stuff, taking advantage of how to put staff to work, how to find creative solutions to today's challenging uh, issues. But you have to work harder and be ready to ramp up quickly. I heard this week uh, from a company called Recall Iguana. Recall Iguana. And uh, Keith Phillips, the CEO, uh, mentioned that uh, carefully planned marketing campaigns are essential to business growth, especially in this current climate. And most importantly, and this is what I found interesting, companies need to measure results to understand what's working and what isn't. What he said is that the key for us has been tracking the effects of marketing efforts and making constant adjustments according to what data and customers are telling us, Philip said. And of course, that really is marketing 101. But as a startup faced with unprecedented resource constraints due to the pandemic, you have to get laser focused more quickly than normal. And we talk about that every week on the air. We talk about, we talk with business owners, we talk with entrepreneurs, people that are, are, are having to, uh, the, the necessity is, as we say, the mother of all invention. And that's exactly what is happening. So I urge you to tell your friends about Get Down to Business, rate and review the podcast that we're releasing. And by the way, aside for Get Down to Business, I also uh, publish a podcast called We All Serve, where I learn from uh, veterans, people that have put on different uniforms. Army is certainly the best. Go Army, beat Navy. But uh, all uniforms, and we talk with folks. Uh, just this past week, I spoke with DJ Lee Farmer, a, uh, a Navy veteran that talked to me about how he's pivoted uh, in this era of COVID. So take a moment, rate, review, and find those podcasts. But remember, as you are growing your businesses, consider your customer's perspective when you are interacting with them. Social media channels like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn have become even more important for brands that want to stay connected to their customers in the age of remote work. And sometimes, for those of you that are in retail, those store closures. And I think we're going through another wave of them. I think we're going through another wave. Regardless of what state you might be tuning in from, whether you're tuning into the podcast or the radio show, the reality is is that we're, we're facing a new round of some restrictions. To make the most of social media right now, identify your target customers and pay close attention to what they're saying and doing online. At a time when everyone is feeling uncertain about their health and the economy, you can stand out by responding to your customers' current needs and concerns and addressing things from their perspective. So look at your brand from the vantage point of the consumer is my advice. Are you different? Are you affordable? 
Does the market really need you? There's always opportunity for uniqueness and compelling products, regardless of the economy. But in these times, it requires a careful and well-executed approach. So again, to recap, make sure that you are being strategic about your time and strategic about your digital marketing efforts and make sure you're considering your customers' perspectives when interacting with them. And now let me move on to one final tip before our break. I want you to brush up on your virtual sales skills. Again, regardless of whether you're in for-profit or non-profit, many companies or organizations have shifted their sales processes into the virtual realm. Some have gotten really good about it. But just because you're pitching over a Zoom call doesn't mean it's any less professional. Treat your virtual sales calls like in-person meetings and prioritize first impressions. Dress professionally, optimize your background and home office environment, and make sure your audio and video are clear for seamless communication. When selling virtually, it helps provide value up front. Be proactive, offer relevant, useful resources like tools, guides, and workbooks to your prospects. This will keep you top of mind for your target customers, even if you don't close your sales right away, a challenge that indeed many startups that I'm talking to are facing during the pandemic. Many target markets have become slower in purchase decisions, which then lengthen the sales cycle, and it causes you to have to adjust your business development strategy. So make sure you're brushing up on your virtual selling skills. Yes, the fundamentals will always apply. Yes, you need to process a new customer and have an onboarding experience the same way you would do it in person. But remember those fundamentals about professionalism. Remember your your fundamentals about follow-up. That is important. And to emphasize again for the third time, it doesn't matter what line of work you're in, whether you're in retail, whether you're in services, whether you're in for profit, nonprofit, big business, small business, we can all use a reminder for growing your business during the pandemic. We're going to talk more about this throughout the program today on Get Down to Business, but I, I, I'd love to hear your stories about what you are doing to be successful. You can call into the studio here in Elk Grove Village, 312-642-5600, or you could get on my website, shalomklein.com, S-H-A-L-O-M-K-L-E-I-N.com, or find me on Facebook or on Twitter, where you can get in touch, tweet at me, let me know what you are doing to make your business stand out. If you call in or you uh, text in or, uh, or send in your social media comments, I might just give you a shout out on the air. Again, get to my website, shalomkline.com. We've got more small business jobs and entrepreneurship after the break. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and we'll be right back. So welcome back. We've been chatting a little bit about some of those uh, tips that I certainly would recommend. And as I've been saying, certainly relevant for uh, for businesses of all sizes and of all types um, of how to be successful. Now I want to pivot and I want to talk a little bit about Small Business Saturday. So I, uh, I've been opening up my mail at home over these past few days. And uh, yeah, I guess some things never change um, because even in the midst of the pandemic, I'm seeing Black Friday this and Black Friday that and Cyber Monday this and all that good stuff. Um, I don't know about you. I do not plan to do any Black Friday shopping. I do not plan to uh, be out and about. Probably I'll do a little bit of Cyber Monday. Um, but uh, again, as I said in the, uh, in the start of the show, I hope all of our listeners are staying safe and healthy. Uh, sending uh, very, very best to uh, to everybody out there 
uh, your families, your employees, and so on, and make sure you're wearing your mask, uh, remaining socially distant, washing your hands, and all that good stuff. Um, but uh, Small Business Saturday is really, really important, more, way more important than Black Friday. So if uh, you have an ounce of energy left in your system, um, definitely spend that time or your, uh, your hard-earned dollars on shopping on Small Business Saturday. Um, but my message today is going to be mostly for the business owners that are out there in terms of how to promote Small Business Saturday. So Small Business Saturday 2020, it's being held on Saturday, November 28th, um, which is right around the corner. Thanksgiving is just... Uh, under two weeks away, so uh, if you haven't yet figured out what you're doing, uh, probably now is a good time to do it. Um, but Saturday, November 28th in the United States, and according to the Small Business Saturday Consumer Insights Survey from 2019, 97% of consumers who shopped on Small Business Saturday agree that small businesses are essential to their community, and 95% reported that that day makes them want to shop or eat at small, independently-owned businesses all year long, not just during the designated shop small day. So this year, small businesses are way more important than ever. We know 2020 has brought, I guess it might be an understatement, say a lot of stress to small business owners from deciding whether to keep going uh, to figuring out financing. So uh, definitely uh, this year has put a a spotlight on small businesses. Uh, We talk a lot about restaurants, but it's really small businesses of all types um, due to the coronavirus pandemic. And as the backbone of the economy, it's vital that struggling entrepreneurs rebuild. However, rebuilding comes with its own unique challenges this year, including cash flow. Many businesses experienced dip in revenue after the economic shutdown. There are strategies to help boost your cash flow, including getting a small business loan or cutting back on unnecessary expenses. And I'm posting some of those resources on my website. So how do you prepare for Small Business Saturday? In a recent survey by SCORE, which is the... I think it's the society, something of, of retired entrepreneurs. 75% of small business owners rate their company's cash flow in 2019 as good or very good. So now is a good time to apply for funding, especially if you received a PPP loan and the funds are dwindling. Check your credit scores and apply for financing while your numbers are strong. There are many loan options for small businesses. SBA 7A loans with low rates and long term are a particularly good choice right now as part of the ongoing coronavirus debt relief efforts. The SBA will pay six months of principal interest and any associated fees the borrowers owe for all current 7A loans in regular servicing status, as well as new 7A loans dispersed prior to uh, the end of the year. Uh, So check it out. But you'll likely put a lot of hard work into preparing for Small Business Saturday. Inexpensive options for promoting your products and services include advertising and social media platforms where your brand is well represented. If you have a bricks and mortar location, Signage is another great way to get the message out. Consider writing a blog post, newsletter, or mass email blast again to get the message out. And their uh, uh, Small Business Saturday is, I think, sponsored by American Express. So if you go to like AmexSmallBusinessSaturday.com, you can actually download some of their tools and they will actually send some things out free of charge to your business to help you promote it. Um, because, uh, listen, I mean, in this day and age, you're going to need to get as uh, as creative as possible. So, uh, yeah, just go to AmericanExpress.com and all over on the website. I'm actually looking at it right now. There will be so many small business resources. I'm looking right now. You could get a ready-to-use poster saying shop small. You get um, free uh, templates for social media posts, customizable material. You don't need to pay a 
uh, designer um, in order to do that. And you could actually put your business on the map um, because they literally have a directory of all the businesses participating in Small Business Saturday. So why in the world would you try to do it from scratch? If you own an accounting firm or you own a, uh, a taqueria, uh, this would be the opportunity to get on American Express, Amex.com, and add yourself to their directory so you can post all of your small business sales, resources, and all that. But remember, anticipate a surge in business and pay attention to your available inventory. Stock up on products that you're promoting. And if you do happen to run out of an item, have a rain check ready to present, allowing the customer to get that same discount when you're restocked. And seek out, again, those free resources and partner. I want to spend a minute or two talking about partnership. Networking with other business owners for Small Business Saturday can bring big benefits, such as saving money on shared expenses, like marketing or advertising. Think about, while you might be working remotely, think about the businesses on your block and think about maybe going all in on some social media advertising and doing it for a shared post. Tell people, you know, shop local on your block and make sure that you're ordering, you're getting your uh, your your services, your haircut, your whatever the case may be, whatever you're able to do, do it on our block and do it as a shared venture. You'll find that uh, you'll build some camaraderie. You will actually likely find that you will grow your customer base. You'll expand the customer base and it's actually sort of like holding a virtual events together. You can actually bundle products together. Think about that. Imagine partnering between a, uh, a law firm and an accounting firm and saying, hey, you can work with both of our uh, companies uh, and we'll, uh, you will, you'll be able to get a consultation for X dollars and you'll be sort of uh, contacting with two well-respected providers at the same time. Or maybe two restaurants as opposed to viewing yourselves as competition. Say uh, you'll get a breakfast package at this place, a lunch package at this place, and a dinner package at another place, all for uh 30 bucks or something like that. And then you'll share those revenues. But make sure you're preparing your staff. A busy day can make any employee weary, especially because it's over the weekend. But if you set expectations in advance, you can actually prepare them for elevated activity. You can do this by simply encouraging the right attitude and being staffed appropriately. So as I said before the break, make sure you are relying on your fundamentals in terms of customer service skills to help reinforce the behavior you want your staff to embrace. And as I've been saying throughout the program, take safety precautions in light of COVID-19. Stay on top of the local and national news so you'll be prepared and compliant when opening. Strategies to keep yourself, your employees, and your customers safe include wearing protective gloves, wearing a face mask while shopping, uh, requiring a face mask while shopping and making hand washing, sanitizing stations easily accessible and installing signage on the floor to keep customer distancing easy. And remember, the follow-up is equally as important. Your promotional push shouldn't end when you close your doors on Small Business Saturday. Use the momentum you've built to sail through the rest of the shopping season. And there are some ways that you continue. You can continue to build some revenue. One of your Small Business Saturday strategies could be to collect contact information from your customers. Offer a small discount if they sign up for email alerts, text messages, or your newsletter. Send out a thank you to your Saturday customers and let them know you appreciate their business. You could also uh, you could also give them a peek at upcoming specials, new products, keep them engaged with your business, and reinforce the importance of shopping small. Remind your Small Business Saturday patrons about the importance of shopping small. It has great economic and community impact when, con- when consumers buy from entrepreneurs throughout the year. 
And don't forget Cyber Monday, which is held immediately after Small Business Saturday. If you have a website, make sure it's updated and make sure you're featuring any deals you have. Promote online sales heavily on social media and send out an email blast to your contact list. And then right after Cyber Monday comes the National Day of Giving, also known as Giving Tuesday. Tell the day after Cyber Monday. Use this as an opportunity to give back to your community. You could donate a portion of your sales to an organization in need or collect items like canned food or clothing for a nonprofit that needs support. So lots of great opportunities for you. Make sure you're encouraging getting reviews on all of your social media platforms and immediately go into starting to plan for the following year. So there you have it. Lots of tips of how you can grow your business throughout the pandemic, um, that you could actually view this as a window of opportunity to continue growing and certainly take advantage of uh, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, all important days on the calendar. So there you have it. Lots of tips for you coming up after the headlines and a quick break. I'll be joined by Adam Stock from the Next Level Planning Group. He is an entrepreneur um, with a firm based here in Chicago. I'm always looking forward. I always look forward to conversations um, with fellow entrepreneurs in the Chicagoland area. He's been a member of Vistage since 2007 and a passion for entrepreneurship. So more on small business jobs and entrepreneurship coming up after the break. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. I always love to hear from our loyal fans and listeners. And tweet me. Follow me on Facebook. We are streaming live over there. More on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get down to business right after this quick break. Hey, welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I'm thrilled, as promised, to be joined by Adam Stock, a partner at the Next Level Planning Group. Adam, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Shalom. It's great to have you. So as I always love to do, I like to get to know the person behind the microphone before we dive a little bit deeper. Adam, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I grew up in the Chicago area and um, went to school up in Minnesota at Carleton College and studied math and economics. And that was uh, graduated about 25 years ago. So just had our 25th reunion. Um, I married a townie uh, from the town of Northfield, Minnesota, and um, we've been together 20 years, have five kids. We live in Evanston and life's full. Absolutely, it is. And I love that uh, you are very, very clear about your uh, about your passions, your focus. So we're going to dive Right into it. Again, I'm chatting with Adam Stock, founder of the Next Level Planning Group, a family wealth management firm based in Chicago. So, Adam, you talk um, to uh, to anybody that's willing to listen. You certainly uh, promoted heavily uh, through your LinkedIn website and all that, that you're passionate about three things. So I actually want to go in opposite order. Let's talk about your third passion for entrepreneurship. You, as I mentioned before the break, you're a member of Vistage. How did you develop that passion for entrepreneurship? Oh, geez. I think it started when I was really young. I, uh, I went door to door. I sold um, gift wrap and uh, I won a pair of headphones that were like these huge honking yellow, yellow headphones that the radio was built right into the headphones. And uh, I think I just, that was it. I just, I got the bug. And, um, and I've really uh, been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years. Uh, 25 years, really. So um, 
I didn't take the normal route of getting a job. After I graduated from college, I opened up a franchise business. Um, and so I ran that for a few years. And then I was at Merrill Lynch for a few years. And, and then I uh, have been partnered with Lincoln Financial since 2002 and uh, have our, our, our group, the Next Level Planning Group. So I, I've, I've really had entrepreneurship, uh, the, the DNA of being an entrepreneur really my whole life. And you're a pretty well-rounded individual. As I understand, you are a, uh, you're actually a classically trained violinist. Um, have, uh, did you ever uh, pursue a uh, direction in, uh, in music? I, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I just played violin and took violin lessons for 20 years and still enjoy it. When the kids are in school, I, I go to kids' school and a play for their birthday or play for the um, show and tell day. And, uh, you know, occasionally this summer when COVID was basically keeping people social distance, I would uh, go out on my porch and play for the passersby. And I play at our synagogue's soup kitchen, Um, but nothing, you know, not in any orchestras these days or symphonies or anything like that, but still really enjoy playing. Well, we're not going to broadcast your address on the radio, but I'm going to have to get on your distro list uh, and figure <laughs> out what your what your schedule is. And I might just casually be going for a walk because I'm just down the road in Skokie. So I might just casually go for a walk down the street uh, to hear uh, to hear you out on your patio uh, again. Sure. Chatting with uh, chatting with Adam Stock, uh, who we just started talking about uh, passion number one in entrepreneurship, um, and uh, and that's pretty exciting. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that. But your second passion regarding mentoring others. So I know you're involved. You just mentioned involvement in your local synagogue, certainly involvement in community, but mentoring both internally and externally. So what does that mean to you, Adam? Yeah, I really just get a lot of pride from seeing people grow and helping them on their journey. And so internally with the team that we have on at the Next Level Planning Group, uh, there's 13 of us and we have interns throughout the year. And um, there's even people in the industry who have either worked for us and left to go someplace else or, you know, are financial planners and um, kind of just getting started. And I always just like helping people grow, maybe avoid some of the mistakes that I've made along the way. And I just find that really rewarding. I think it's important as you grow and mature and business is successful that you have to find ways to keep that fire alive. And, um, you know, when I think you're getting started, there's a, you're sort of in survival mode. Somebody mentioned to me the, the four S's survival, stability, success, and significance. And, um, I think when you get to that success level, then it's like, how am I going to be relevant? How am I going to be significant? And I think helping other people is a really a great, rewarding way to do that. That's that's awesome. It is rewarding, and uh, certainly, as I always say on the show, uh, givers gain. When you uh, when you focus on uh, on paying mm-hmm. it forward, it certainly comes back full circle. So, uh, Adam, uh, we're going to squeeze in a quick break, um, but uh, I know you are a. Uh, member of Vistage, and you've been a member since 2007. Uh, any uh, any uh, words of wisdom from your involvement, your ongoing involvement with that group? 
Um, we'll uh, we'll talk about that after uh, after the break. I, I know that that's something that you're uh, certainly very uh, passionate and involved in. So you can find uh, more about Adam uh, as we continue the conversation at tnlpg.com, the Next Level Planning Group. We'll be back with Adam Stock in just a moment here on Get Down to Business. Welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Get on my website, shalomkline.com. You can download podcasts from the past six and a half years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So we were talking about entrepreneurship with Adam Stock. And Adam, uh, just before the break, I got cut off as I started to talk about Vistage. You've been involved since 2007. Um, why did you get involved and what has been the greatest experience from uh, from involvement in this amazing, amazing organization? Mm. Yeah, I got involved on the recommendation of one of my colleagues at the time. And uh, what Vistage is, a collection of CEOs. So we have, um, each of us is in a group. That group can be anywhere from a dozen to 20 people, CEOs of businesses. And I, I basically feel like I have my own board, my own board of advisors, people from different disciplines, lots of different experiences. And it's just a great way to bounce ideas off of process issues that I'm having in my business and sometimes even my personal life, and then also be there to support other members who are having issues as well. That's awesome. I've heard uh, only amazing, amazing things, and I've been fortunate to uh, to have been very well connected in the world of Vistage. Um, our program has as well. Um, so Adam, I, all of the things I, I did our order intentionally, we started with entrepreneurship, we went into mentorship, both very, very important passions. But ultimately, I want to get into the next level planning group and the work that you uh, do to help clients navigate financial challenges. So that is your passion number one. Let's talk a little bit about that, how you got into this line of work and where you and your, uh, and your colleagues stand out um, and, and why, uh, why folks should be picking up the phone and calling you. Sure. So uh, I got involved in financial services back in 1999, and I, I sort of fell into it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in a crossroads my previous, um, my previous work, which was as a franchise of sorts for a Cutco cutlery company, which was extraordinary experience for me. And I'm still very close to that company and people in that company. But in 1999, I felt like I was going to have to take a few steps back to advance. And um, I wasn't ready to do that. I applied to graduate school to get my MBA. I only applied to the top few schools. And fortunately, I didn't feel it that way at the time. But fortunately, I did not get in. And so um, my mom's investment advisor was at Merrill Lynch and I went to see him and um, eventually I applied for a job at Merrill Lynch and and uh, I became an investment advisor, a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch in 1999. And I loved the world of finance. I had always helped people with money and investing. And so it seemed like a pretty natural fit. And when I got to Merrill Lynch, what I really loved was the financial planning aspect not just the investment advising. And, you know, Merrill Lynch did a little bit of that, but um, I really felt that I wanted to get paid to do financial planning. And so I transitioned in 2002 to Lincoln Financial Advisors, and that's where we've been and partnered with them since 2002. So, you know, a lot of people have financial planning of some sort, but it's not really cohesive. Um, 
this is an industry that's a broken industry, financial services. Most people, the way that they receive services is siloed. So they'll have a separate investment advisor, a separate accountant, a separate attorney, a separate insurance agent, and people never really talk to each other. And so there are big gaps those gaps have dollars attached because uh, there are significant opportunities that are being missed. And so we're able to solve that problem, help people work together and find out what's in people's blind spots and save them tons and tons of money by looking at things more holistically. Absolutely. And so I want to dive into the name of the group, the Next Level Planning Group. Um, where did that name uh, evolve from? And, and, and why, again, do you feel that... Uh, you are an evolved and maybe even continuing to evolve a financial planning firm. Sure. So I think most people would say that they've done some level of planning. And some people even think that they've done a really a pretty good job of planning. They, they, nobody wakes up in the morning thinking, geez, I've got a crappy estate attorney or I've got a really subpar accountant. You know, I think a lot of people think that they've got good team of people working for them. It's just the structure itself is broken. So we find that a lot of our uh, prospective clients feel like they're the default quarterback. They're the ones that are going between different advisors and they're not trained to do that. And so, you know, a lot of things, it's cost them time, cost them energy, cost them money. And so we help clients take their planning to the next level. And, um, you know, that's, that's where we came up with the name. I love it. I love it. And uh, shout out uh, to, I know, your uh, partner and uh, co-founder, uh, Josh Markowitz, um, with whom it sounds like uh, you, uh, you formalized that partnership and that, uh, and that focus and mission, um, which is really, really important. So uh, again, I've been chatting with uh, Adam Stock from the Next Level Planning Group, um, and you can uh, learn more on their website, tnlpg.com, the Next Level Planning Group. Um, and Adam, if you can uh, stick around, I want to uh, sort of finish up uh, our conversation after a quick break, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about you and some of the uh, some of the uh, folks that you work with uh, on your team, as well as some of the uh, networking. I know that you are heavily heavily involved in in the community. Uh, lots of community involvement. That's a hallmark of the Next Level Planning Group. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Again, if you are tuning in live on the air, you could download podcasts from the program on your favorite podcast app, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. really doesn't matter. You can find us everywhere, as well as the uh, the uh, the show we all serve where I talk about uh, service and military and leadership lessons that I've discovered along the way. Just had a great conversation last week with Lee Farmer, and I'll be chatting with Brigadier General retired Gary Farmer um, coming up tomorrow. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm chatting with Adam Stock, a partner and founder at the Next Level Planning Group. So, Adam, uh, welcome back. And uh, we've talked a lot about your passions. We've talked a lot about your uh, your your work that you do. But I know uh, you and I actually met through networking. So tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit of beyond Vistage, um, where you're involved in community, both causes that you support, and and where uh, where you get out, and even in this era of COVID, how you're uh, growing your business. Yeah. Um, so networking used to be a lot 
uh, used to be a lot more of a priority or take up more time before I had five kids. So, you know, I'm pretty much more recently, um, you know, I like to talk to people. I have Zoom calls and meet people who are networkers or connectors. And um, I asked them, like, who, hey, who, if you were me, who would you want to meet? And so, you know, I, I tend to meet people that way. Uh, other than through Vistage and through the referrals that our current clients give. Um, I'm involved, very involved in my synagogue at Beth Emmett in Evanston. Uh, I've been on the board. I'm on the foundation board. So I serve there and um, just involved in the community, helping out um, with kids activities and um, you know, wherever I can lend a hand. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I know you mentioned earlier your uh, your passion. Uh, you are a uh, you're a violinist, although uh, I'm sure with those five kids, you don't have as much time as you used to to sit out on the street and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe do a impromptu performance. Um, but certainly that's that's awesome. And you mentioned when we started uh, your involvement in uh, Chicago in Chicago's Carleton College alumni. Uh, association chapter so it's good for you for uh, mm-hmm. for for staying in touch and um the, finally before uh before we close out the program i know that the motto of uh, the next level planning group is educate empower and enrich uh do you mind uh educating our listeners and what that what that means and why uh why that motto is so important to you guys yeah so i think that company mottos are important internally and externally and so this is a not only an external facing model, but also internal facing. So externally, we think that it's really important for us to first and foremost, educate our clients, our prospective clients, those in the community. And as we educate them, they'll be empowered. They'll be empowered around their decision-making. They'll be empowered to uh, know more and feel more confident. Uh, And we like to feel like we're partnering with our clients, not just simply telling them what to do, but explaining it to them and, and walking alongside them uh, in a leadership capacity. And then finally, you know, that education, that empowerment leads to a, a more enriched life, whether that's tangible in terms of more money, higher net worth, or whether it's just feeling uh, a sense of calm, peace of mind that our clients know where they're going that they have a strategic plan in place that brings in all of the aspects of their financial life, their tax, their insurance, their investments, um, their estate. And, um, and then internally that educate, empower and enrich relates to training and growing our team members. Um, we place a very high value on education. Many of our team members have certifications, whether it's a CFP or whether it's a CFA I have my master's degree in personal financial planning. And so we just think it's really important that we continue to, as you mentioned, evolve, uh, that we can continue to grow as professionals, as personal uh, human beings and mature and grow. And the, the accumulative effect of that growth is going to show in terms of our internal results and then the external results that we're bringing to our clients. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and I appreciate you joining us on Get Down to Business. We are just out of, just about out of time. I want to make sure our listeners know where they can reach you. I know they could go to tnlpg.com or give your office a call, 773-867-3650. I've been chatting with Adam Stock. 
from the Next Level Planning Group. Adam, thanks so much for joining us on the air. Come back real soon. And to all of our listeners, again, wear your mask, social distance, wash your hands, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next Sunday right here on AM560, The Answer.